What is up, everybody? Sedano and Cap on a Monday afternoon here on 710 ESPN. DeMarco in for Sedano. Zapping DeMarco, it. what's up, man? Nothing. Chilling. Lost my shoes. <laughs> what do you mean? I did. I, I worked out right before I came here. Just yeah. a little run on the treadmill. And I put the shoes on top of the car while I loaded up the car and forgot they were there. So somewhere on the 405-110 uh, interchange, you're going to find a pair of 13s, Nikes, rolling around. If you see them, you know, drop them off at the studio. <laughs> Please, be careful. You might want to put them in a plastic bag, though. They're right. workout shoes. They, they might smell. But, a little bit. But, I mean, I, I've had this happen before, DeMarco. It's so funny you're saying this. I can remember being a teenager, and I think I was going for, like, um, like a prom tuxedo kind of thing, and I showed up with, a, like, the one pair of dress shoes that I had, <laughs> and I, I went in, I got fitted for the tux, whatever. I came out, I took the dress shoes, I put them on top of my car, and I took off. Dress shoes gone, man. Right. Yep. Yeah, same thing. I thought someone was in the back of my car. I really, I really did. I thought someone had stowed away in my car. I really did. I didn't know what it was. It was funny, though. You ever do this with a cup of coffee or oh. anything else where you're like, okay, I got stuff in my hands. I got a whole bunch of stuff. I got to open the door. Put this coffee up on top of the car. Open up. And then you get in and you're like, hey, I'm going to go drink this coffee. And then you go to look for the coffee and it's gone and you realize that it's spilling all over your car. Down your back window. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've done that several times. I hate that. I hate that. Oh my and I'm God. a coffee guy too. I can't stand like when the when the uh, a bad cup, the cardboard cup, it, when it when it dribbles. I can't yeah. stand that. You know, I just I throw away the whole cup. Is that bad? No, it's okay. It's fine. I heard Oprah right. did that once. You're 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 environment yeah. environmentally conscious, nonetheless. Yeah. You're fine. You're fine. Um, I love what Chris said at the open that you know we're going to talk a bunch of football today because you know to me, look, there's a lot going on, and we will get to the Dodgers, what they did this past weekend off day today and then three coming up in san diego so while the dodgers are on fire the padres have gone ice cold and what was supposed to be this is going back called six eight weeks ago you know you would look on the schedule and you go wow when the dodgers and padres finally play in san diego that's going to be huge series well really really kind of fizzled frankly well the, the pods are still in it you know what kind of a bump do you get for for firing a pitching coach because I know you get like a one-week – you know this in football. You fire the coach, you, you get a one, two-week burst. Everyone's afraid for their gigs. What do you get for firing the pitching coach if you're San Diego? My guess would be zero. Because Nothing? Can, wow. Well, well, here's the thing. The Padres just generally have always had this philosophy. What they do is they scapegoat the hitting coaches. This year they decided to scapegoat the pitching coach. And it's like, is it his fault that everybody's hurt? Um People will tell me, yeah, it's his fault that everybody's hurt because once they ban the sticky stuff, he should have been having these guys make adjustments or throw different mm. kinds of pitches or analyze their arm motions. To me, this is nothing other than somebody got to get scapegoated at this time of the year and somebody got to fire up this team yeah. on a day off when the Dodgers are coming to town. Sometimes you you, you got to hit a hostage. I get it, to, to fire everybody up. But the, the pods aren't out of it. This series is still it's still going to be a tough series. They, they want it. You need it. So it's going to be hot. It's not as... Sexy as it once was, but it's still going to be a tough series for the Dodgers. We'll talk Padres, Dodgers in this series coming up in a matter of moments. Stick with us. But, DeMarco, um, I'd be curious to hear, just give me an initial thought. You know, I, I have a kind of a thing against preseason NFL football. One thing, by the way, I can't believe what I'm hearing from people is it's over $100 to park at SoFi Stadium. I'm like, what? During a preseason game? Are you crazy? But <laughs> I'm just curious. Like, Just give me an impression, uh, a takeaway from what you will take 
from the Raiders' 17-16 win over the Rams this past Oh, weekend. wow. Uh, wow. What do I take away from it? Um, if I could find a way to keep Bryce Perkins, I will. Um, I, I know the, the trend in the NFL. And I, I was talking to Greg about this. When did the, the two-quarterback system really come into vogue in the NFL? Because they used to keep three. Starter, backup, and then the emergency guy, and then teams started to get away. I remember when that was a novelty. Oh, they only have two quarterbacks. Now everybody's doing it. But uh, watching Bryce Perkins play and seeing how the offensive line struggled so much, I mean, with penalties and whatnot, I mean, that officiating crew, God bless them. Uh, but it's not September. It's preseason. Let's, you know – Let's speed this thing up. But so many holding calls, illegal hands to the face, set up some second and 18s, third and a miracle, and Bryce Perkins found a way out. He found a way to make plays or, uh, you know, keep the play viable. So I thought that was tremendous. I would like to see more of that. Um, Now, I don't think he's done enough to unseat John Wolford as the backup but man, I would hate to let that go. It's like I was you're watching the 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 Kurt Warner story type thing unfold right in front of your face. This guy can play. If you invest some time into him, I you know, if you like what they're doing in San Francisco with with Trey Lance, if you like what they're doing with Justin Fields, if you like that style of quarterbacking, you should like what you saw on game day out of Bryce Perkins. Yeah, I see that he was the only quarterback that played 26 of 39, 208 through the air. Uh, Two touchdowns, one pick, was only sacked one time. And as far as running the football, nine carries for 41 yards. So, yeah, I mean, just statistically, on paper, I was – listen, again, I got a little bit of a thing with preseason football. I don't watch very much of it. But but the numbers all sounded really good. Well, yeah, I'm with you. Preseason football, this is the best way I can explain it. If you're a basketball person, it's pickup basketball. It's whoever has the ball is driving. Everyone else just stand around and watch, right, and get the rebound if you can. If the guy pulls up a jump shot, that means he doesn't want it anymore. So it's all straight-ahead stuff on defense. There's not a lot of crisscross, you know, so everything is defined for you. It's I wish NFL Europe was still open because it's the same style of, of, of ball in the preseason. There, there's not much defensively, so it's just athletic ability takes over. So I think – if NFL E was still around, Bryce Perkins would kill that league. So I'm with you. Um, it's it's not going to be a lot of coaching, uh, not a lot of game plan, but it's just athletic ability that takes over. That is what draws me to preseason. That's the stuff I like to see. By the way, you are speaking my language. I loved NFL Europe. Loved it. I know I was in the minority, but I'll tell you right now, I'm the same guy that was watching the Spring League on Fox <laughs> this past year. I watched uh, indoor football, arena football, I watch high school football. I just I'm a football junkie. So when they had NFL Europe, I loved that league. I actually went over there one time to Marco and spent two weeks over there and broadcast those games on the NFL Network. Where were you? I was in Amsterdam. Oh wow! Ajax Stadium, Ajax Stadium. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. a freeway that goes underneath the stadium in Amsterdam. You remember that? No, I'm not sure I knew that. If it, there's a freeway that goes right underneath the stadium, this is the craziest thing, right? And everybody in the stands is smoking. And, and number two, they give them whistles. So imagine 20,000, 30,000 people at a football game with whistles. I mean, there's a lot of start and stop and guys getting blown up. So, <laughs> funny, funny stuff. I love the NFL Europe. I liked it. You know, they had London. They had Amsterdam. Yeah. I was in Frankfurt for a week. I was in Dusseldorf, Germany for a week. Fun. Oh, my God, it was yeah. great. Were you over there as a player or as a broadcaster? I was a coach. Uh, oh, really? oh, God. Oh, um, 
Yeah, I was over there for two seasons, Berlin Thunder. Uh, Jim Tom Sula, the, the, the old coach of the 49ers, uh, he's been around for a minute, uh, was the defensive coordinator. So we were there two seasons, went to two World Bowls. We had a lot of fun. We had to oh, tell man. these guys straight out, though. Because they, they come over and they kind of, you know, they have their chests out. They, they have the swagger of NFL players. But, hey, look, man, the, the big clubs don't send their good players to NFL Europe. You know <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, so back it down just a little bit on the bravado. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I was always an, un, well, I was an undrafted free agent kicker. So, yeah. so when you're that, you're the lowest man on the totem pole on an NFL roster. And I would beg teams, like, hey, you signed me. Why don't you let me go to NFL Europe and get some film, get some work? And nobody would assign me. Wow. Because I'm trying to remember back in the day the rules were that they could only assign a certain number of players uh, per team, you know, and they weren't really interested in sending a kicker over to NFL Europe. You right. know, they were quarterback I think all development. Of our, all of our kickers were international guys. Yeah, that's yeah. the way it was, right. It was like, hey, you have to have a certain number of guys that are not American, so take a European guy who plays soccer and teach him how to kick, that's and that's it. the way it was. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because I, I, my best friend from college, who's now the offensive coordinator of the Cleveland Browns, he was coaching over there at that time. That was kind of his entree into, into pro coaching. And so I went over to do a broadcast two weeks, and we got to hang out for a full week in Europe. It was, listen, I loved NFL Europe. It's why we were talking about this, Greg, just recently about uh, the G League in the NBA. And I was saying that it's such an awesome thing that the NBA has this developmental league. The NFL doesn't have anything like this, DeMarco. Who's going to pay for it? I, I'm, I agree. What you just saw on Saturday, the, the third and fourth team players, there's more than enough guys to make what I call NFL JV or NFL Europe. Just keep it here. But... Whenever you get to who's going to pay for it, that's when everybody gets quiet in the room. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, you really could have a developmental league of what you just saw. The ones that don't make the big clubs stay down here in the NFL G League and play. I always said, let them play on Friday, and the big team plays on Sunday. Same stadium. Love that idea. Hey, what's the, the, the Rock is bringing back the USFL. Yeah. Okay, and what was the league about a year and a half, two years ago that only made it like five or six games in? The AA the, something league? The, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd see, I just let the NFL do it. You know, just stop having other leagues and let the NFL have its own minor league system. There's more than enough players. Yep, I agree. A, a question for you. What yeah. you saw on Sunday, Greg, you too. Uh, both teams, Raiders and the Rams, if you matched either one of those teams up against, let's say – Alabama, who are you taking? I'm taking Alabama in that situation. <laughs> that both uh, that whole team was eh. like they had a hundred yards. No, neither team had a hundred yards until like four minutes left in the second quarter. It was tight. It was. What do you think, Cap? Alabama I, or a semi-professional football team, I'm which is gonna, what Alabama is anyway. Right. I, I'm more inclined to take Alabama, um, just because I feel like they've got. Listen again. They're they're the number one preseason team again this year. And so they've got probably of 22 starters, probably about 15 of those guys are like four and five star recruits, best guys in high school football around the country. And even though they might only be 19, 20, 21, I mean, a lot of these guys that are playing in these NFL preseason games, like you saw this past weekend, those guys are probably 21, 22, 23. I would take Alabama versus wow. a, an NFL preseason game. Team. I don't think any NFL coach is losing to a college coach. I don't care what he has on the field. <laughs> I really don't. Well, see, that's why it's just a little bit different, though, right. is because, I mean, for the most part, 
the guys in college, at least they're playing as a team and they have a whole setup. Like a these whole are system. all yeah. a whole system. These are guys that are just being picked off in different places. Like, oh, maybe you'll fit in this spot. Maybe well, you'll fit in that it. spot. Alabama is basically guys that are, are two or three years as teammates. Right. And a, a year ago, he was in high school, so it's the same. But you're 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 running Saban. You're learning a system and you're implementing the system just like preseason. But I think it'd be funny, man. Take the national championship team and just play a preseason game versus. One of these teams that would be fun. Though I'd watch it. Yeah, me too. Me too. I, I say at this. I mean, at least it'll be close. Like it won't. Right. It's not. It's not going to be like some blowout. This yeah. this NFL team that was like the, let's say the Raiders NFL team that was that was put out there. Yeah, they're not going to blow out Alabama. But that game was fun on Saturday at SoFi. That came down to the last play. Tell me you weren't rooting for Prentice Perkins to put it in there. No, I wasn't. You, uh, of course, he was. I forgot. My bad. <laughs> well, you know, Greg, you, this was your first time in SoFi Stadium. I can't right. wait to hear your your review um, of what you saw and what it sounded like, and by the way, what it looked like. Because I will tell you guys this: while I didn't put a lot of time into preseason football this weekend, I was out and about yesterday, and I could see the 49ers were playing against San Diego in SoFi Stadium, and I could tell, and I saw a lot of videos on social media. San Francisco 49er fans took over SoFi Stadium in the preseason. So I want to hear what happened between the Rams and the Raiders. We'll get there coming up. And also, DeMarco, i got to get your opinion on this. A viral video. Two weeks ago, it was the Chargers-Rams game where this lady throws a soda on this guy wearing an Aaron Donald jersey, and it turns into a big brawl. Did anybody see this video that's been going around in Pittsburgh with this dude with the dreadlocks and this lady who smacks him? Did you see this, DeMarco? Oh, yeah, I saw it. Oh, dude, we got to talk about this. Everybody stick around. We're just getting started. DeMarco is in for Sedano. This is Sedano and Cap. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Yeah, this is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. DeMarco, do you know this, this theme song from a popular TV show? Listen to this. 70s show. Yeah. You got it. I used to that watch that for show. a little bit. Yeah, it was fun. This show debuted August 23rd, 1998, so we're talking 23 years ago. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Phew. Always reminded me of my childhood. The 70s show? Yeah. You know, that's what kind of the era I grew up in. Same. Yeah. You know, clothes, <laughs> toys, you know, stuff. Sitting the around cars. in circles. Well, yeah, I was the little kid, though, messing it up, throwing eggs at people. Yeah, that was me. What do you mean? Well, I mean, they were teenagers. I was like a like a ten year old during that time, so I was like mm. throwing stuff at people. Yeah, we were those type of kids. Yep. Yeah. I'm a I'm a seventies baby, nineteen seventy exactly. All right. See. How about you? Seventy one. Yeah. Yeah. I figured we were right there with each Good other. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I was very jealous when you guys won the national championship in nineteen ninety one. You right? should be. <laughs> I was. Oh man, I was. Man, let me tell you something. Yeah. I was. You know, because we we always found a way to fall apart. You know, we would always be ranked in the top five, top ten, and then we would always find a way to fall apart. And I watched those University of Washington teams back then in the late 80s, early 90s. Like, 
Those guys finished the job. Even with all the controversy and all the stuff they had to deal with with quarterbacks and so on, they found a way to get it done. We we just fell apart all the time. Oh, we we, we had a blast. And you know what? Uh, to all you Billy Joe Hobart fans, it's it's all forgiven. You probably would have taken the money too. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. So, DeMarco, let me get Greg Bergman, corporate Greg as he is now called, in on this conversation about the game that you called on Saturday between the Rams and the Raiders. Bergman is a well-known Raider fan. He took Steve Mason's tickets to the game. He brought his daughter to a Raider game I saw on social media. He was rocking his black. So, Greg, first time in SoFi. What'd you think? So there's good and bad to SoFi, but for the most part, the good outweighs the bad tremendously. It is a beautiful, beautiful stadium. You walk in, it just feels all modern. There's a lot of greenery around you. It just, it's just, it's bright. It's just easy to see, like look at everything. The, uh, it's not called the Oculus. The Infinity screen. Yes, Infinity. The Infinity is incredible. Incredible! It like there was. I found myself watching, the, looking up at the infinity instead of the field sometimes because yeah. it was just so imposing and so big. It was great, um, but it was it was amazing stadium. Really, really loved it. Um, the parking was was a little bit difficult at times, but for the most part, it wasn't that bad. But the whole area is just gorgeous. The way that they did everything. The problem that I had the most was the concession stands. Really. The concession stands drove me absolutely crazy. So I have my daughter with me, and she was having trouble finding something to eat. First of all, they didn't have popcorn at any of the places that we went to. Oh, wait a second. The popcorn controversy continues. Laura had the same experience the week yeah. before. They, runned out of bo- they ran out of boxes. So you they said had- runned. I know, ran out I know of she That's all right. Thank I you. Like the word run. She I likes all look, the time. He takes L's all the time, Demarco. So Sorry. when I take one out of like many that he Please. takes, he has to, you know, point it out. But I will point it out. Yes. It's the whole thing. It's the whole thing. But then but, like, they didn't have they didn't have pretzels. They ran out of pretzels. Um, and then at each concession stand had something different. So like, if you wanted to get a hot dog, you couldn't just go to one of them. Mm-hmm. You could you or you couldn't you, you had to go to one of them. You one couldn't go to any of them. Spot. Yeah, like my, she wanted oh. chicken fingers. I had to walk around the stadium finding the one concession stand that had <laughs> that had chicken fingers because there was pizza at one and there was chicken fingers at another mm-hmm. and there was something else at another and it just was very difficult to go back and forth and having to look all the way around instead of just like at Dodger Stadium you, you go up thing? to a concession stand and they have everything. I mean, not really cuz some have different stuff, but yes, you're right. For the most part they have it. Yeah. The same it's thing. not uniform. Like things should be uniform, like right. the hot dog, like the nachos, like XYZ, like the staple stuff, right? If yep. you want to be extra like Dodger Stadium where you want the carne asada nachos, you have to go somewhere else. But for the most part, it should be uniformed, and they're not, like, at all. They aren't. At all. And, and that's a problem. That was the only thing that I didn't like about it. When is the last time you guys opened the stadium? Never. Oh. Never. <laughs> I, I, Never. Like, Staples <laughs> Center opened, right? Did I mean, how did that work out? I mean, I went after when it was I'm, done. Done. Like I, does, I think, I think <laughs> every major stadium has its hiccups when it first opens, right? Yeah. Right. Sure. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and that's this what I'm past saying. Weekend up at the Raiders Stadium in Vegas, there were all kinds of reports of things that were going way, way wrong. Yeah. Uh, up there, and I think that was for like WWE SummerSlam. They had a big oh, wrestling wow. event, and they said all kinds of things went wrong at that stadium. And we've been hearing reports for weeks now about people having a hard time getting in, traffic problems getting out. 
But, I mean, listen, it's it's a brand-new stadium with all brand-new people trying to learn mm. brand-new systems. I mean, there's going to be some growing pains, thus sure. the preseason, not just for the players and the coaches, but for everybody. Sure. So, then, I mean, that's why I said that the good oh, far outweighed the yeah. bad. I yeah. just was telling what the what the one the bad, bad thing that, I, I will, that bothered me. I will right? go with you on the, the walking. Um, I, I did. I, I went out the stadium the same way I went in. I just took a wrong turn. So I wound up walking around the entire stadium. Oof. But you don't feel it. No, I did. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Man, my feet hurt. It's, Especially it's with huge. no shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> That's why I took my shoes off. Because yeah. we walked it. My friend and yeah. I walked it the, the weekend before this one when we, it was a Chargers game. And honestly, we were like, it's so beautiful. That's why I said I didn't feel it. Yeah. Because I just kept looking around Ooh. like, oh, it's so pretty. So I got a pretty. question. What is the proper way? And I look, I grew up a Raider fan, but uh-huh. it's different. What is the proper way to engage a Raider fan post game? Because oh, I ain't a Raider fan. That's a Greg thing. I mean, I'm walking through Say the hi. crowd. I'm How's walking through the crowd, and people are going, the Raiders, you know, doing yeah, the yeah. whole chant and whatnot. Raiders. And I, I just yep. want to say, you guys know it's preseason, right? Right. <laughs> every every game matters, DeMarco. Okay. We're 2-0 okay. oh in preseason. <laughs> Right. And we're gonna be three and zero in preseason. Right. Then we'll you go seven and like seven, or seven champs. and whatever is it, <laughs> eight, like eight, nine and six, or whatever. I don't know how to count. So <laughs> just let it go. I mean, but it's preseason, you know. Let's let's not let's let's not go overboard here. That's like the Clipper right. fans when they get excited over one win, you know. Like, hey, whoa, whoa, don't compare us to Clippers. Stop that. that no, first of all, that was just rude be, and called for. It would be like the Charger wow. fans, like when the Charger uh, fans yo, are super excited. I just found out my sister's a Charger fan. Really? I was like, what is happening? She posted on her Instagram that she went to a Charger game. And I'm like, you don't even like football. And you picked the Chargers? Wow. And she's like, my husband's a Charger. I'm like, well, that makes sense. I don't like When him. she says she <laughs> went to a Charger game, does she mean the Niner game at SoFi That's on exactly Sunday? what I said. I was like, so you yeah. went to a Niner game? She was whatever. I'm like, dude, you've never been a football fan. Let me tell you something. So if weird. you watched any of this Chargers-Niners game on Sunday, and why would you have? It's a preseason football yeah. game on on Sunday at 4.30 in the afternoon. But seriously, if you could hear the buzz in the crowd and then all of a sudden San Francisco would score and then you'd hear from the buzz to the eruption. And by wow. the way, they had, um, DeMarco, they had uh, you know the, the scrimmages, um, the practices together with the Niners and the Chargers earlier last week. Yeah. There's video of all these Niner fans overtaking really? the Charger practice facility. So, Greg, was it, was it predominantly Rams Niners fans? travel it, like that? I didn't know the Niners traveled I, like I, that. I don't know that the Niners travel like that, or the Niners have a lot of fans in L.A. Greg, what about the Raider fans? Did the, they take over? The, yes. I, to my view, from what I said when I was walking around, saw, it was 70% Raider fans. It was a very, very heavy Raider fan. And I think all the Nin- there are a lot of Niner fans here. Jorge Briones is a, is a big Niners fan. Shout but out. at the same time, there's not Charger fans, so it makes it look like more Niners fans because there's wait. not a lot just, of Charger just fans. Just wait until they play the Cowboys week two. Wait until they play the Raiders. Wait until the Cleveland Browns come to wow. SoFi Stadium to take on the Chargers. And when Cleveland takes on San Diego, it will be all orange in that stadium. Stick around, everybody. We're just getting rolling. I got to get DeMarco's opinion on this stadium fight, this viral video from Pittsburgh. I can't wait to get DeMarco's opinion on that. We'll get to the Dodgers and the Padres. Both teams have an off day today, but they're going to be playing Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We'll get to that story. Stick around. Overrated, underrated. Next, this is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Thank you very much, Chris. And we're going to make this super easy on you, DeMarco. Why? Because I don't want to put any other person with this birthday because no matter what, Kobe Bryant is going to be underrated. So Ah, Kobe Bryant's birthday is today. Yeah. Give me something. Uh, 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 Overrated (laughs) Overrated or underrated? Underrated. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I I look, Kobe's... Was great, is great, always will be great, and it, it will never change. And I'm still not over it. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, I'm still not over this whole thing. And every time I see his face, every time I see him, I go right back to that moment. Uh, I never actually met Kobe. I have to tell you this story. But he did shoot me a look in the Staples Center. Um, I lived in the same apartment building as his sister, and we kind of hung out. And I don't know how he knew or knew me, but he shot me a look in the Staples Center like I know who you are. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah that one of those, Mamba stare. That, that Mamba stare. I'm like, is he looking at Yeah, he's looking at me. But yeah, uh, I'll go underrated anything with Kobe. You know, uh, DeMarco, I had one really incredible experience with Kobe Bryant. And um, I know this is going to sound crazy, but... You know, the, the Lakers every year used to travel down to San Diego to play a preseason game. And in San Diego, there was no NBA. So people in San Diego like really treated it like it was game seven of an NBA finals. I mean, it was sold out, like 13,000 people in the sports arena. And people showed up because they're, you know, San Diego is, is still Lakers country. And so they would play one game. And um, I remember walking into the Lakers locker room long before the game was going to start. Kobe was putting on his gear, and I walked up to him and said, hey, man, can I, can I grab a few minutes? And I, it was me, a camera, and a microphone. And he said, yeah, go ahead. What do you want? Wow. <laughs> you know? And we started chatting, and it wasn't really, we weren't talking basketball. We were just talking nonsense, and it was all playing out on video. And it was you know, like a great five minutes, and he was as sweet as could have been. And, you know, you think about these superstars in the NBA. You don't walk into locker rooms with cameras and microphones and go, yo, can I grab a couple minutes? It's certainly not like that anymore, but it was a preseason game. There was no security. There was no PR people. And it was just a great interaction. And uh, like you said, you never had a chance to really meet him. That's like my one and only Kobe moment. Wow. I just saw on Twitter there's a video of him bashing on Ben Wallace. I've never seen it before. And it's awesome. Oh, I saw your malice at the palace. Okay, I finally I will, finished that. I will. I will see your malice yeah. at the palace, and I will raise you the Christy Martin. I, I saw, saw that yours. one. Oh, I, I told you, dude. I watched it this weekend because you told me to. <laughs> oh, we got to talk about both of these documentaries. <laughs> wow. We will. We will get to both of them as the afternoon goes on for sure. All right, Greg. We listen. It's it's Kobe's birthday today. Would be forty three. Forty three. Yeah. Yeah. Such a terrible shame. Really, what a shame. Well, I'll tell you what, last week on, uh, on ABC, 
Ramona Shelburne did such a great job. She was one of the media narrators of this Kobe special that they did a week ago, and it was an awesome piece of TV, and Ramona wow. did such a great job. So, wow. still a shame. And tomorrow's Mamba Day. I mean, tomorrow's 824. I mean, tomorrow's kind of the day. You know. Yeah, we'll do more Kobe stuff tomorrow. Yeah. But, all right, Cap. JaVale McGee has won championships with both LeBron and Steph. In an AMA, that means a Ask Me Anything, Cap, just mm -hmm. so you're <laughs> sure. Yeah, uh, where's that AMA take place? Yeah, an AMA with Bleacher Report. Okay. <laughs> Laura, stop. JaVale was asked who he enjoyed playing with more. He said, I would probably say with LeBron more that first year. Is this overrated or underrated from JaVale? I'd say it's overrated. I don't, I don't think it's, you know, listen, you, you got Steph and LeBron, and you got a few guys maybe that you could identify that maybe have played with both. You mentioned JaVale's got a championship with each. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So, you know, you, you say, which one did you, did you like playing with more? And, you know, the, what people say about LeBron is he makes everybody around him better. So it just doesn't seem like that big of a deal to say, you know what, I kind of like playing with LeBron more than I like playing with Steph. It just doesn't register with me as being a really, you know, big problem. You know, to me, it's uh, I'll, I'll say it's overrated. I, you know, I'm actually I'm actually happy uh, Dwight Howard rebounded because I thought I lost some respect when the first time he was in L.A., he didn't get along with Kobe. He couldn't jibe with Kobe's mentality. That bothered me. How could you not want to play with the – Greatest player on the planet. Same with LeBron. How could someone, how could any NBA player say they don't want to play with LeBron James or they don't enjoy playing with a guy that's after championships every single year? You're, it, it, it just does not compute. I mean, I think you're, I thought you were in this business to win. And if I could pick a team and LeBron is standing in line, I'd pick him first every single time. So, yeah, all, uh, no shock. But I, I imagine Steph would be fun too. Just to watch, you know, a guy pulling up from half court, that'd be fun to watch. Yeah. Be a teammate of, yeah. You want to know a guy who probably didn't love playing with LeBron and who? paid the price for it? Isaiah Thomas. Nope, nope, nope. Who? How about this one? Dennis Schroeder. Oh, yeah. Boy, how much did he turn down? $84 million. $84 million. Yep. Signed for 5.9 with Boston. $84 million. Can't and you really, said no. Can't really blame LeBron for that one, though. That no, was no. his uh, fault. No, what I'm saying is, is that, but that's what DeMarco's saying. That if, if you were an NBA player and winning was what you're all about, then wanting to play with LeBron, everybody should want to play with LeBron or, or enjoy being you know, given the opportunity to play with LeBron. Didn't seem like Dennis Schroeder had that kind of appreciation. No, no, he did not. $84 million, and he said no. He bet on himself, and he lost. Wow. All right, DeMarco, we're going to go with you for this one. And this one's a little bit different. So I got a meme from a friend today that made me go, Wow. That's true. I never really realized that. It was just a picture with the words, porn is just videos of people at work. Is this realization overrated or underrated? Wow, that is that is an underrated way to look at things. I mean, that is a great, you know, for, for somebody out there that's having trouble, like in their relationship with this. And and you're trying to find a way to explain why you're watching. That is a great. <laughs> that is great. It's a great answer. I'm just watching just people work. work. What? I, I love it. <laughs> that is great. As any man, use would, that one. I'm just saying. Okay, as a girl on here, of course you guys it's would. It's just love it. people that she's working. How hey. about that? I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. They're just working. That it's is a, underrated. Yes. They're you. working and working it. Yes, wow. I know, but no. 
But on the flip side, marriage counselors all over LA are losing money with that right there. Exactly. <laughs> Don't kill. Do not kill my field. <laughs> no. I, I'm just. I'm going to just give it a little different twist here, which is, are they working if it's amateur? Yes. They are. Well, that's like college. <laughs> <laughs> before the name image and license there you go right before turning pro scholarship yeah <laughs> yeah they're they're amateur athletes they're just performing the same acts they just don't do it quite as good you know they don't wow. put on quite the show oh that's underrated hello <laughs> yes greg that is an interesting meme yeah, so was it overrated or underrated, Cap? I'm going to say it's underrated. <laughs> All right, we're going with underrated. I like it. All right, we'll go back to you with this one, Cap, and I'm just going to stick with the with the silly ones. The New York Post, take it for its word or not, it's the New York Post, it's up to you, Post, it posted a study today that said that eating one hot dog, just one, will take off 35 minutes off your life. Is this study overrated or underrated? I'm going to say it's overrated, and the reason I'm going to say that is because I don't believe it. And the reason I don't believe it is because I can't believe it. Because if it's really the case, I mean, I've had thousands of hot dogs in my life, which means I'm going to die tomorrow, you know? That's exactly what I just told Greg. I'm dead. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. So I'm doing the math right now. He's got, a, he's wait, got wait. his phone I out. I figure I eat 100 hot dogs a year <laughs> times 50. That's- that's 350 minutes. That's 5,000 hot dogs, right? So what is that in, 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 in minutes? 35 5, 000, minutes. Yeah. I hope it's 35. not true. Because <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the low end. Yeah. yeah. That's 15,000 minutes at oh. least. And that's just my math off the top of my head. I'm not using a calculator. So 15,000 minutes is how many years? I don't know. I've had five hot dogs this week, and it's Monday. <laughs> you know? Wow. The only one outliving us is Sedano because he hates them. He hates hot dogs. Wow. Okay. That's overrated. <laughs> yeah, right. Overrated. I don't believe it. <laughs> I'm not buying it either. I, it, you say it's a study, and you say the New York Post. Like, is it their study, or is there like yeah. somebody else that's more credible? It was somebody that, else. I saw that on Twitter, and they the first name that came up was Joey Chestnut, the hot oh, yeah. dog oh, eating specialist. God. Yeah. Okay. So how is he alive? Him? Yeah. That exactly. It kind of lets the counterpoint. How is yeah. he alive then? So yeah. there's 1,440 minutes in one day, and you've had 15,000? Oh, okay. You're well, no longer immortal. Well, you know what? Marshall. Might as well have 100 more. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Because <laughs> right. Right. you're going down at any minute. Right. You know? Everybody who ate at Dodger Stadium this weekend. <laughs> oh, my God. That's crazy. That's All right. Beautiful. Let's end on a sports one. Last one for you, DeMarco. The Raiders and John Gruden really got a lot of flack for trading away Khalil Mack a few years ago back to the Bears. To, to the Bears. Well, Chicago, Chicago, again, can't speak, Chicago is going through some salary cap stuff, and the Raiders wanted to capitalize. They offered a trade to the Bears to reunite with Mack before being rebuffed. Is the Raiders trying to go back after their ex, overrated or underrated? That's that's uh, that's underrated. Um, <laughs> that really is. I, I don't want to be the coach that ever got rid of Khalil Mack. That's I, I will never, ever, ever forgive the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm happy. I'm happy you're stupid. But I will never forgive them for giving up on Jalen Ramsey. How did this guy end up here when someone else had him first? So I put Aaron Donald and Khalil Mack in that same category. I don't care how much it costs. You never get rid of guys like that. Ever. So underrated i said right that's underrated definitely you should feel bad if you're john gruden right i'm gonna agree and say underrated as well i think the fact that we're finding out this story 
that the Raiders knew the mistake that they made and have never been able to find a player close because they're just not out there. They don't grow on trees. There are, there, there's no Khalil Mack tree out there. You go, just go get another one. Players like this are very, very, very hard to find. I'm not going to say once in a lifetime, but maybe two or three times in a lifetime. The fact that they know they made a mistake and tried to go to the Chicago Bears and get them back, the whole story of them trying to get them back is what's so underrated to me. Bizarre. You, I, if I'm Khalil Mack, I would say put it to music. Go make a hit. You know, forget it. I'm never coming back. And you know what else is funny? T.J. Watt is about to sign the biggest deal in defensive football history. So he's about to make more money than the other three guys we just mentioned. Isn't that going to be funny? Isn't that incredible? <laughs> it's amazing that the Watt brothers have three guys in the NFL at the same time. Wow. I mean, to have one guy make it to the NFL is incredible. To have two brothers three. make it to the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> but three, it's insane. It's crazy. All right, stick around, everybody, because that's a little overrated, underrated. But coming up, the video that went viral that everybody's talking about, what are you supposed to do? When your wife or girlfriend gets into a shouting match with another man, what are you supposed to do? We got to talk about this. We'll get to the Dodgers and the Padres right around the corner. Yeah, this Friday is going to be a lot of fun at Hollywood Park Casino. Our big fantasy football draft. Keyshawn's flying in from New York. This is such a big deal. We'll be there. Travis Rogers is going to ride shotgun that day. Our man Clinton Yates says he's coming to represent the handsome man community. And so we're going to have a really great time. It's all happening this Friday at Hollywood Park Casino. DeMarco, What's up? where are you going to be this Friday? Uh, Denver. Heading out to Denver with the Rams. This is it. Third and yeah. final preseason game, huh? One more game. Yes, sir. More, Prentice Perk- or more uh, Bryce Perkins, please. Yeah. He's fun. Am, uh, He's fun to watch. I am. Uh-oh. Hello? So according to Lindsay Theory right now, and DeMarco, I want to know what you have to think about this. Rams running back Daryl Henderson injured his thumb during oh. practice. I'm not sure, Sean McVay said after the practice when asked about his status. He got his thumb. Don't have any updates on that. Dang, 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 dang. Florida Evans, dang. Let me find a punch bowl to throw. Dang, another running back. And Daryl, that that just stinks. Um, A guy that was – this is where I love to have running backs Um, if I was running a football team. Um, A guy that's – Moving into a contract year that feels slightly disrespected, that's running for the money. I love those type of backs, and that's exactly where Daryl Henderson was. So I hope it's not long-term. I hope it's not something that he can't play through. Uh, I'm glad it's a thumb. Uh, It's better that it's above the waist than below the waist for running backs. So there's still hope, but dang, another running back. What do you think about, you know, looking for a veteran? Because when, when all of this started before camp, and the Rams lost their first running back, and now the reports are of, of Henderson their second. What do you think about the available free agent veteran guys? You know, I right away brought up Todd Gurley, and everybody goes, oh, no, that's a terrible idea. He doesn't have it anymore. And I went back and looked at all the stats, and he actually had a, a solid, I'm not going to call it great, a solid year on a bad team. Everybody said, no, the relationship's already damaged. I'm like, well... Yeah, but I look at a guy like Dwight Howard who's been able to come back now for the second time. I mean, I, if I were Todd Gurley, I'd have this feeling like, you know what, I have unfinished business and I'll be a better team player and I'll do what the team needs. I don't know. What do you think about that? Tomorrow? Well, health-wise, I'm sure the Rams know more about him than any other team. So if there's no interest, that tells you about him and his, his knee. Um, so if he's healthy, if you're going out there doing what T.O. did a few years ago, remember when he was doing sit-ups in his driveway, yeah. you know, showing you that he's in shape? If, if, 
if he starts showing you stuff on film that makes you go, wow, then of course, um, you know, anything can change. Hard feelings can change, especially when there's a need. So if he's healthy, then absolutely. But to go back to your point, let me hear the names. Who are you talking about? Who's out there that's that's worth talking about? Are they better than what you have in-house? Yeah, at the time, um, Gurley was one on the top of my list. I'll give you a couple that just come to mind. Um, let's see, uh, Frank Gore was out there, and I wow. know he's a he's a much older guy, but still a productive player. Um, his name was out there. Um, oh, gosh, who am I thinking of? Um, Adrian Peterson. Yes, thank you, Greg. Adrian Peterson's name was there. And all of those guys, Gore, Peterson, and Gurley, I went back and looked at their stats, and I don't have it all committed to memory right now, but I want to say they all rushed for somewhere between like six and 700 yards solid. last year. Yeah, yeah. solid. If yeah. I had a choice between the two, I'd probably take, take Gore. Uh, because I think AP, and I love him, I think he's a Hall of Fame running back, Adrian Peterson, uh, but he can only do it out of the one back with the quarterback under center. You know, he's not a guy that you can put, you know, next, uh, you, you can't gun run with Adrian Peterson. It just doesn't fit. And I don't, I'm not sure if he's that great out of the backfield catching passes. Uh, so you might be restricted offensively with him. But if you need a, a straight running back, take him. But maybe Frank Gore, if you had a choice of the two, but... Still, that th those two guys have a lot more behind than they do in front. Those don't excite me at all. I may want to stay in-house with it. Well, and remember, you. you have Matthew Stafford now. So that 100 rushing attempts that you were going to give to someone can easily turn into 100 pass attempts. He can handle it. He can handle the load if you need to throw it all over the yard to win a football game. Greg, what else uh, is, is being reported about this thumb injury? Anything? I mean, no, that was it. It was from Lindsay Theory of ESPN. That was the last that I can see on it. I'm still looking, though. Wow. All which right. hand, you know, I mean. Yeah, that's another big question. Yeah. Which which hand was it? You know, is he is he a right-handed guy and it was his right hand? Is he a left-handed guy? Was what is left it about, is, Cap, is, what is it about certain guys? He's one of those guys that, you know, he's he's hell when he's well, but he gets sick a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Listen, and this was his big chance. I mean, this was Daryl Henderson's big chance this year to be the number one guy, you know. Um, and he was productive last year, although, again, there were there were a few games that he missed because of injury. But this was his big chance. And listen, we're talking about it as if the season's all over, you know. But but we don't really have a lot of information at this point. But let me well, ask you. Well, not doing that. Just I'm I'm – I'm I'm upset with uh, about Cam Akers' injury from from a Cam perspective. That's a whole year worth of stats that you won't get to take to the the bargaining table. I'm upset for Daryl because, like you said, this was his chance to break out. Uh, I, I think the team will be fine and adjust. It's still August. You have a chance to midstream adjust. It's not like this happened in September. You know what I mean? Well, let me ask you, since since the Rams said from the very beginning when Cam Akers did get hurt, we're not looking outside the organization, we're, we're fine with what we have. Well, they were, um, In again, we don't know the severity of the injury, but let's just say you take Henderson out for a minute, okay? Mm -hmm. With what you've seen in the preseason, do the Rams have a competent, young wow. running back? Well, n uh, yes, uh, but if defensively, I would not commit the extra safety to the box to stop the run. I'd make you prove it. So, in other words, I think Jake Funk could go out there and be a starter. I think X Jones could go out there and be a starter for you. Uh, but whether the defense is going to honor it, I, I would say no. I, I think they would feel more – I think any defense in the NFL would feel comfortable stopping a Jake Funk or X Jones backfield with seven in the box and keep that, that, that extra safety to defend against Matthew Stafford. 
Uh, with Cam Akers, guaranteed it was going to be different based on the tape he showed last year. If you don't stack the box, he's going to make you pay. I think Daryl Henderson, the same thing. There's enough tape on him that you have to honor and respect him. If he gets loose, we've got problems. So, But now with a couple of rookies, guys that really haven't played, well, yeah, they're going to make you run the ball and sit on every passing lane you've got. Okay, we're being told now it's a left thumb injury for Daryl Henderson. Left thumb. Wow. So, you know – I, I, there's not a lot to say about it, meaning like you could be right-handed and and be left-hand dominant when carrying the football. And, you know, listen, depending on which side you're running towards will determine which hand you're theoretically supposed to have the ball in. Yeah. So if you're running left, you want to have the ball in your left hand, but maybe he can't because of a left thumb. The only guy I ever seen got away with keeping the ball in one hand was Mike Allstott. Because you weren't worried about getting the ball. You were worried about getting trucked. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, listen, this is uh, breaking news just in about Daryl Henderson and a left thumb injury. I'm texting and we're, now. we're working yeah. towards the third preseason and final preseason game. DeMarco's going to text, see what he can find out. Everybody stick around. We were planning on getting into this viral video of this woman and this gentleman who get into a fight at a Pittsburgh Steelers preseason game. What is going on with everybody out there? We'll talk about that. We're going to get to the Dodgers and the Padres in this big series that's coming up this week. But up next... Laura is standing by with what you need to know. What do we need to know? We will find out together next. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN.